1: 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.
2: James Deal will leave it for Nugent Optics as Edmonton presses for the equalizer. Broussard turned it over. What timer score? James Deal, top of the right circle. Broussard gave it away. And the real deal his name is James Deal. This game is tied at one. Center over to Nurse. 34 seconds to go. McDavid, top of the right circle. Neal turns and scores. James Neal's got two already. Another power play goal for Neal, a second in as many games it 2-1 Edmonton. Touch over to McDavid who boosts it over to Clapham. Gets it back over to Trisoto. Tipped home. James Neal's got a hat trick. The real deal has made it 3-1. His name is James Neal and that's his seventh career hat trick. Yurcho, and then Klepbaum raked it away from him, and here's Neal on the counter to Yurcho. Right circle, back to Neal. What timer score? He's got four. It's the first four-goal game of his career for the real deal. His name is James Neal. 5-1 Edmonton.
3: The new guy lighting it up tonight as the Edmonton Oilers beat the New York Islanders 5-2. James Neal, four goals. Zach Cassian also scored as the Oilers go to 3-0 for the first time since the start of the 08-09 season. And they were the better team overall tonight. And uh, Neal absolutely on fire. Six goals now on the season. He had seven all of last year with the Calgary Flames. His shooting percentage... 42.9 for the season. That's what the stat heads call unsustainable, but you'll enjoy it while it lasts. Pretty good game overall for Edmonton. Miko Koskinen gets the win in net. Eighth career hat trick for James Neal as we bring in the guy who had seven career hat tricks, Rob Brown. Well, this is one of those nights we don't have to look too far for the game story.
4: (laughs) No, and this is... A lot of people, when the trade happened this summer between Neil and Lucic, uh, there was some some people that were flabbergasted that the the Lucic contract was be able to be moved. And then there was the wonder, it, it, which one of these players were going to have a bounce back? Either one of these players going to have a bounce back. And, and you were going to be... We knew that th- throughout the season, there's going to be comparisons between each guy's games. Okay, Lucic did this last night. Neil's doing this tonight, going back and forth. And you hoped, as an Oiler fan, that it was Neil that was going to be able to bounce back. And a lot of people said he had the better chance. They talked about him being tired, you know, not having a lot of time to, to train in the off season. going into Calgary not at peak condition, uh, things not working out well from there. And that hope tonight we saw come to fruition because he was excellent. And so far the start of the season, including preseason, he's been everything that the Oilers hoped that he could become. He's gone onto the the second line and stabilized second line. Finally, given Nugent Hopkins someone. They can put the puck in the net to play with a veteran with experience. He's been put on the power play. We wondered how long it was going to be till he was on the first unit. Well, it was a flu bug that took Chase on out. Neil goes and takes advantage now. What's it, four power play goals on the season now? So he's done everything you wanted. And more. So he is a confident player right now. And when you are a goal scorer and you feel good about your game, it seems like the net looks like the size of a, uh, a soccer net. And he's putting everything he can on net and things are going in for him. So this bodes very well for the Edmonton Oilers and James Neal right now. It's 8 o'clock. We're happy
3: to hear from you throughout the evening as well. You can text 63630. Our phone number is 780 this texture writing in, he says, "Do we now ask the question, who's better, James Neal or Austin Matthews?" <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I love that one. That's uh that's that's pretty good. Yeah, James Neal, huge story tonight. The Oilers uh, go to three and Mikko Miko Koskinen in, in net for the first time this season. Gets the win, makes twenty five saves,
4: uh, and solid. Uh, he was never really tested a whole lot. There weren't any times that you thought, "Okay, oh, big save! Thank goodness he was there." But he was solid. He he looked comfortable. He looked calm. Uh, the team played well in front of them, and the Oilers hope that they can h- get capable starts out of both goaltenders. And Koskinen came in tonight, and there was always hesitation amongst Oilers fans. What Koskinen you're going to see? Well, we saw the good Koskinen tonight, and uh, I think the coaching staff, who is new to, to, to Koskinen, is saying, all right, you know what? Mm, that was good. Let's give him another shot at it. So, uh, very good night for Koskinen, as well as just about everyone in the Oilers lineup.
3: Hey, for the second time already this season, the Japanese Village Goal Light is activated on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. AAA steak and succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your sense as we turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. And hey, a $125 donation, Rob, courtesy of Ascendant Financial, when the name of the game is life there's ascendant financial visit covered Alberta.ca. they're very kind 25 gold or $25 per goal all season long to 630 Chet Santos Anonymous and the total up to uh, 350. So we certainly appreciate that as the Oilers has been at 5-2. I mean, lost in this a little bit, we'll mention it, is that Zach Cassian has scored in every game this season. He got the only goal tonight James Neal didn't score.
4: And doing what he does best, driving through the middle of the, uh, the offensive zone, creating space for his line mates, and then setting up camp in front of the net. It wasn't a, a goal of beauty, but it was created because he did the right thing. He just, he drove the net and that's what too many times we've seen in the past where Oilers will be perimeter players and there's no one hanging out in front of the net. Well, he just went to the front of the net. Uh, the puck, I don't even think Leon was trying to hit Cassian with the puck. I think he was trying to hit McDavid back door, but when you're in front of the net, good things happen. Good play by Cassian and his one Worry about Cassian, his consistency. Well, he's been consistent for the last, what, 25 games, 30 games of last year, and he started out uh, with that same kind of uh, play each and every game. So there's no thought right now of anyone playing there. There's no one on the team you would think that would fit better than Cassian on the top line.
3: And this was a game, I mean, the shots wound up even. The Islanders did outshoot the Oilers 10-3 in the third period, as as you might expect when mm-hmm. a, a team goes into a period down down three goals. We'll, we'll see how this keeps going with the depth players. If the Oilers are going to be a, a really good team, then they're going to need the depth players to score. But at the very least, for them to be a team that can compete for a playoff spot, their depth guys are going to go out there and win territory And grind away and kill some of the clock in the other team's end. So you're not starting in your own end. You're putting pressure on the other team's defense. And for the most part, the Oilers' depth guys did that tonight. We'll talk about them as as a group, but I want to single out one guy who keeps on doing the right things and making productive plays, safe plays, but productive plays in 13 and a half minutes tonight. And that was Patrick Russell.
4: He was good again, and. I think he played, was it five or six exhibition games? He played most of them. Uh, and, And the games that he's played in the regular season, I don't remember him making a glaring mistake It's a simple game that he plays, but it's a simple effective game. He gets pucks out when they come around on the boards in his own zone. He makes sure the puck is put into the right place in the offensive zone when he's coming across the red line. When he's got the puck down low, he works the boards well. Tonight he made a nice play from behind the net out front for a one-timer that was just uh, denied at the last second. He's smart with the puck on his stick. And Bob talked about it at the end of the, the game There's I don't see how he can break that lineup right now. And I know that Archibald's coming back, but they were so good. Um, he's not the guy that everyone was expecting to make it out of Bakersfield. There's some higher-profile players drafted much higher in, 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 the, in the draft. But he's been good. And he's a guy right now that appreciates where he is understands where he stands and make sure that every time he steps on the ice he makes a good impression
5: introducing royal caribbean's newest ship icon of the seas the ultimate family vacation the ultimate six slides eight neighborhood zero compromise vacation the ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation the ultimate chillin by a different pool every day of the week vacation this is the icon of vacations icon of the seas Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
3: Oilers win it 5-2. The power play goes 2 for 5. The Islanders power play goes 0 for 2. So the Oilers penalty killing comes through tonight. And despite giving up a shorthanded goal, the Oilers still win the special teams battle.
4: Well, the I mean, it was bad luck on, on the goal against. The, the the Islander player made a wonderful play in the neutral zone, hitting a puck out of the air with one hand. But the Oilers didn't let that affect them. And I think that's a good sign. They didn't die once they the, the goal went against. They pushed forward, which is what you want to see when something goes bad. But when the Oilers had the power play and they were set up, when they, they either scored or looked like they were going to score, they are so affected. the one thing that they can do, When you have Nugent Hopkins, Drysdale, and McDavid, they're so interchangeable in the offensive zone. They can play any of the three positions that they move around in, and that's hard to defend because sometimes when you get into the offensive zone, one guy is always static. He always has to stand in the same spot, and if he can't get there, he's not as effective. Well, they're very interchangeable. They move around well. Uh, James Neal is fit in wonderfully down low makes the right plays their power play has been very effective and it's it's going to change games going forward because they're that effective right now
3: all right we'll have post-game reaction from nasdaq coliseum as we move along tonight Seven eight zero we'll go to jared on the line jared thanks for calling hi guys hey
6: um oh, i got a few points here and right they're short though I think Cass is going to need a big contract at the end of this year. He's uh, the man, like, like looking like a captain of a hockey team. Uh, Shea tonight, wow. Like the, like, the offensive pressure of that line, how they hemmed him in their zone, that is exactly, that is Dave Tippett. I just, I love, love the systems. And my last point, that I'd like to ask you about is like, I figure Patrick Russell and cave are fighting and someone's getting cut here. They're fighting for that last spot. So Russell got put in and wow, like I, I Cave's got to go. Like I think Russell's a guy and that's all I got, gents. I'll just hang up and listen to you. Let me know what you think.
3: Okay. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate that. Well, I think when it comes to scratches or who might be waived. If Archibald is activated, I, I I I will say this. I I don't think it's between Cave and Russell necessarily because Cave plays center and Patrick Russell plays wing. So right now the bottom six centers were, were Shane and Haas. Um, so if you would, I don't think right now you're bringing Cave in for one of those two guys. No. And so when Archibald is active,
4: I, I mean I don't know. Well, they gotta set some. I think they'll send Cave down. I do believe that Cave will be the guy that goes down. Um, not on what he hasn't done, because I thought he's played well, but other guys are playing just better ahead of him. I think after the the first couple games, Haas might have been the guy that could have moved down, but he went out and played very well uh, the other night and then continued that with a, a fairly effective night again tonight. If you were going strictly on play, I think that Grandland... There's more of an expectation from him. I think they're, they sure. need more from him. I don't think he's played up to what they, he's capable of or what they were expecting out of him. But his contract will have him stay here. And I believe Cave will be the guy that will go down and will be the first guy probably they bring back up because he has been good in the games he's played. Just guys right now are playing a little bit better.
3: All right, we'll get more of your reaction as we move along tonight. The Oilers win at 5-2, but the big story with four goals, James
1: Neal. Back home is saying, man, he had seven goals all last season. he got six already in three games what happened (laughs) well
7: i mean i i've i I scored my whole career i i've put pressure on myself to be a goal scorer and you know wanted that pressure and um you know last year was was a tough year and uh you know i wanted a chance to prove myself and obviously things worked out in the summer with a trade and i came here and had uh, had people that believed in me and, and believed that I could uh, bounce back and put a good season together and uh, help a team win and help a team get to the playoffs. So, um, you know, it feels good to have that uh, uh, that confidence in me and. Um, playing with great players and, um, you know, it's, it
1: feels good. You're a shooter and you've had good runs, I'm sure, yeah. before, good streaks. Is this uh, sort of as good a feeling as James <laughs> Neal gets? <laughs> yeah,
7: it that feels good for sure. Um, you know, I think, obviously, the work I put in this summer to, to feel good, to feel confident again and know that I could come in and... Um, you know be the impact player that I want to be but uh you know I think uh with all the change here with management and Ken Holland coming in and and then Tip coming in and uh I think things are changing around here and this team wants to win we got guys in here uh right from the top to the bottom that uh want to make a difference and, and want to be a playoff team and want to contend to win a Stanley Cup and um you know right from day one it was uh pretty easy to fit in and it, it felt comfortable here and um uh you know it's off to a good start winning's a winning's fun and we wanted to get that belief that we could do that around here and uh you know obviously it's early but uh, it's a good start for us a lot of people thought that you would turn it around <laughs> score 20 10 years in a row and you miss once right. you know the trance but did you even think it would be this quick that's um no i mean you obviously you want to feel good and you want to score right away and i, I think that helps you uh, obviously confidence wise uh to get a couple early and i thought uh you know, in, in L.A., getting that first one, it, that definitely felt good. I think in preseason, I was uh, I wanted to get into games, and I, I got one in preseason, and you want that confidence as a goal scorer. You want to see the puck going back, going into the back of the net, and um, obviously didn't see that last year. So um, put in a great position here to uh, uh, to play, and, um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, been with Nuge here for a couple of games, he's been really good and a lot of fun to play with, and then obviously getting a chance on the power play has been, been really good too. But, uh, you know, overall, I just like the way our team plays. We're, we're playing fast we're, we're jumping on teams and um, you know you can tell
1: can you your last hat-trick
7: against the Oilers and Rexall yeah
5: James I'm not sure if you know but uh, you, you said an Oilers <laughs> <laughs> you set an Oilers record today with the most goals and in, in, in the first three games of a season with what the likes of like Wayne Gretzky Yari Kari that must be pretty special
7: yeah you. I didn't know that thanks yeah that's that's definitely pretty cool so um, you know it feels good to put on an Oilers uniform and uh, like I said I love the way our team's playing so far
3: does it help? I mean, you've, you're known for fast starts in your career, with uh, having at least six goals in your first ten games. How important is it for you to get that quick start, and to kind—does of, that help really put last year behind
7: yeah. you? Yeah, I, I think uh, right from the end of the year, uh, our last game of the year, I'd put that put that stuff behind me and got back in the gym and, and uh, started training again and got got back to where I wanted to be. So um, it definitely feels good to get off to a good start. But um, you know, as long as our team's winning and we're doing the right things, uh, you know, it's all good. So. Um, it's nice to get a few tonight and um, continue on in the short trip.
3: All right, that is James Neal the star tonight leading the Oilers to a 5-2 win over the New York Islanders with four goals. As the Oilers are 3 and 0, we'll update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. If you're looking for parts, service rentals or new and used trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The LA Kings are up at least two nothing on the Calgary Flames. Maybe three. They're reviewing a potential goal by Ilya Kovalchuk. He batted the puck out of the air. I, I maybe was a high style. I think he had it below the crossbar, but but they're taking a look.
4: It's close. It's close. But the, the Calgary Flames outshot twenty to three in the first period by that, the LA that's Kings. A legal goal. No, it looks good. It looks that's like it's going to be they three use. nothing. Yeah.
3: Goal should be three nothing for the Kings here. Well, they're going to signal it right away. So we'll just tell you live. It's a goal. So 3-0 L.A. leading Calgary early in the second period. No score early in the first between the Bruins and the Golden Knights. Both those teams are 2-0. Predators lead the Sharks 3-1 early in the third. The Ducks are 3-0. They knock off the Red Wings 3-1. Stars get their first win of the season. Tyler Sagan in overtime as Dallas beats Washington 4-3. Jets knock off the Penguins 4-1. And the Hurricanes are 4-0 with a 6-3 win over the Florida Panthers. The Edmonton Oil Kings tonight are playing at Regina. Rob, and it would help if I clicked on the right game on the WHL scoreboard because I have a old game up here from a previous day. Um, but the Oil Kings are down 3-1 to the Pats early in uh, the second period.
4: Well, hopefully that'll turn around for them. It's a long road trip when you go out east, and I'm sure the boys are a little tired. Hopefully they'll find something in the second half of that game.
3: All right. Uh, you can text 630-630. Uh, Garth says a great game Neil was awesome your thoughts on the new younger players well i guess we'll uh well we'll we'll do Ethan Bear some of the other guys are more mid mid 20s but let's let's talk about uh, Ethan Bear uh,
4: i thought he was good I, again when you don't notice somebody on the back end it's a good thing and tonight i thought uh, there, there, Ethan made simple plays. He, he used his speed to, to get out of problem areas. He, he makes a good first pass. Defending, I don't remember any time where he was out there where he was in any sort of trouble because of something he'd done. I th- it was another good game. I would call that a low event game for Ethan Bear, and that's a good thing on the back end.
3: 7804960063. Chris from Phoenix on the line. Hey, Chris.
6: Hey guys, uh, I've got a few comments and then I've got a, a question for Rob uh resident uh, professional ex-professional hockey player um, just, just think about it if uh, McDavid Dreisaitl and Neil were in Toronto right now, they'd be the next coming of Gretzky, Lemieux and mm-hmm. Bossy and uh, for our uh, for you guys as neighbors down south, just think about the highlights on Sportsnet tonight in Calgary. Neil scores four goals. Calgary loses four nothing. Um, as far as the Oilers, uh, I, I remember calling in, and I'm not going to pat myself on the back. I remember calling in when we hired Holland, and I said that it was a great hire, um, just just because of uh, you know he's he, he's going to be he, he's going to be a Hall of Fame GM when he uh, when he retires, and every single move that he made this year. Um I held I, uh, I didn't make any comments. I, I just waited and see, just wanted to wait and see, because uh, he deserves the benefit of the doubt with whatever move that he makes, just because of his track record. Um, and, and it's amazing how when you actually put players in their right positions um, on the depth chart, how how uh, so much uh, the game seems to to flow easier. Uh, and it's actually more appealing to watch on TV. As far as Neil, amazing. Uh, I wanted Neil back a couple years ago when uh, when they went to uh, to Vegas. Now the question for Rob is uh, is the product on the ice right now with the power play and the, and the peak and the uh, PK and uh, the way we're playing five on five is that more more so uh, the personnel additions or is it uh, coaching staff?
4: Um, I would think personnel additions. I mean, Todd McClellan was a very good coach. Uh, Ken Hitchcock's going to the Hall of Fame. So they, they've had good coaches here the last couple of years. They just haven't had the players that they needed to, to do it. And you said it right when you talked about having players being put in the right position. Too many times we've seen players playing higher in the lineup simply because they had no other choices. There was games at the end of last year where the third and fourth line were all players that were... Probably minor league players, not only third and fourth lines. There was probably the bottom well eight players on the team weren't shouldn't have been where they were slotted in. So I think Holland has done a good job. No, it's early. Yep, yeah. it's early. But there's players with a little more experience. There's players that are playing where they should play. Nugent Hopkins has finally got an experienced goal scorer on his line. Um, so I, I, I think Holland's done some nice adjustments to this team. Added a few pieces that have helped the Oilers move to where they are right now. I think Dave Tippett is a good coach as well. And he's got his, his fingerprints all over this as well. But I think this is more moves by Holland than it is just a different coach.
3: Yeah, I, I never thought, uh, I mean, I think Hitch had his, his ups and downs with the group last year. But I never really thought last year the Oilers were poorly coached, and I never thought they were a lazy team. I know fans get frustrated when they invest two and a half, three hours mm-hmm. to watch a game and you lose. But I, I didn't think that the Oilers were a lazy team. I just thought they were overmatched. I mean, last year, the, the last game of last season, Sam Gagne was in the lineup. Joe Gambardella was in the lineup. Uh, Ty Raddy was in the lineup. Toby Reeder was in the lineup. Uh, Josh Curry didn't play, but he played most of the final third of the season. Um, so you know, there's a, a third of the Oilers forwards last year who are now in the minors or scratch tonight, and another one, Reader, who went to another team on a on a PTO. Now, granted, his whole season was a, was a story in itself. So we'll, and again, we're still in we'll see mode. But at least with you know with Shane, you know, okay, he's got a role. He, he knows what he has to do. When Archibald's healthy, I think you know he knows he has a role. Grandlin hasn't been spectacular. Maybe you want a little more out of him, but he, he knows where he fits in. And they've, they've had NHL careers as opposed well, we're calling them up from the NHL and we're tr- or from the AHL and trying to assemble a bottom six out of that.
4: Well, and Dave Tippett had a, a game plan. His game plan in his bottom six was he wanted a heavy line. And he wanted a, a speedy line, and he's he's built those, and it was really on display today. Last year, both Todd and, and Hitch, they were just finding trying to find six guys that they could throw out there to get them a little bit of ice time to try and get, to keep the game close. You couldn't go with skill or size. You were simply it's a mishmash of whoever came up called up from the minors to fill a spot. So uh, again, it's it's a small sample size. But right now, it, it, it is the new words nowadays, it's trending positive. It's trending up right now. And, and the Oilers have got what they've wanted. Now they just got to go out and execute on a nightly basis. And the thing, too, is they've got some players from the minors on the back end and the, the addition of Parison that allows them to get through injuries. We saw this entire season go off the tracks last year when they lost Clefbaum and Russell. Larson's out. And the Oilers have not missed a step defensively. Parison's looked very good. Bears looked very good. So these players were able to spend a little bit more time in the minors, come up confident, a little bit older, a little bit stronger and jump in like Bear has or they found a guy with a little bit more experience in Parison from over in Europe and they're much more effective on the back end than what we've been sliding in there in the past where it was kind of just like a band-aid trying to put over a big cut.
3: A couple of people on text line are, are asking about the the Lucic Neal trade because some people are saying wasn't there a condition? How many? <coughs> so here, so the, it's it's the trade was Neal for Lucic, and a twenty twenty third round pick if Neal scores at least twenty one goals and he scores ten or more goals than Lucic. So the Oilers also give up a twenty twenty third round pick if Neal gets to twenty one or more. And he has ten or more than Luch. So if it's if it's eighteen five, that wouldn't count. If uh, it's twenty seven twenty one, that wouldn't count.
4: That was one of those ones where Holland's like, "Well, yeah, you, well, you three, third round we'll give you a second yeah. round, whatever you want." Because if, if twenty one or more, if he gets to where you're saying he's going to get to, we'll throw something in because that means it's been a very successful year for Neil and the Oilers.
3: Neil gets four tonight. The Oilers win five two over the Islanders. We have Alex calling in. Go ahead, Alex.
8: Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Well, it's an exciting time to be an Edmonton Wonder fan, that's for sure. And uh, <laughs> obviously the story of this young National Hockey League is, is James Neal. And uh, congratulations, Ken Holland, again. I mean, it's uh, I'm a repeat talking about this. Uh, you're going to hear about this in uh, all the stories tomorrow and uh, Sportsnet, all the whatever. But, you know, it starts with stability. And when they hired Ken Holland and... Uh, even the way the guy talks and dave tippett talks i mean uh, they have a calmness about them and they all the right moves like you, you said uh rob uh in the bottom six and they've got speed and the you know, the going into tonight's game uh, one thing i was crossing my fingers was if Costin was going to have a good game and and he had a like you said he had a solid game nothing flashy but it was solid and uh hey it's a fun time to be an oiler fan it's early but uh I'm excited, and and I'm not miserable. I think I phoned up last year about 10 times, and you guys were sick of me. So uh, I'll leave it at that. I love the show and uh, uh, all of it. It's first-class production, you guys. Thank you.
3: Thanks a lot, Alex. Oilers win five two. Let's go back to Nassau Coliseum. Here's head coach Dave Tippett.
1: Ooh. So was there any one guy that stood out for you tonight? Koskinen <laughs> first win, really good. <laughs> you know, Sheehan's line played really well, but <laughs> Nealer uh, Nealer found his groove there. You know, it just uh, I think he had eleven or twelve attempts at net, so good for him get on the board it's uh you know he's a I, I give him credit he's come in here he's a real energized player he's helped our group not just scoring some goals but he's really helped our group with giving us some juice in the locker room so happy to see him doing well a lot of people thought he would be pretty good and, and recover but did you kind of expect this <laughs> well when i you know i met with him in in uh, august i flew out to toronto and met with him and uh he was in a real Real good space, you know. And then he came into camp. He's worked hard. Really gelled well with his teammates and that. So you see him practice. You see him play. You, you know he's capable of. Uh, he's capable of scoring. But uh, you know, I don't think anybody envisioned getting off to start like this. But he's put the work in. It's good to see he's getting rewarded. Three zero for you guys. This is a lot of hockey left, but this is kind of the start you guys needed. You know, that's the best game we have played so far. A little, you know, kind of more towards. The team game we we're looking for we I thought we really worked hard we we managed the puck pretty well most of the time discipline was pretty good power play was pretty good penalty kill knocked two off and even when we were in our zone a little bit I thought we were pretty solid like not giving up a lot so so that's more to more to work in the way or who we want to be and uh, but tonight I thought you know Islanders are a good working team and I thought we worked you know, right with them tonight, so that's a good sign. What
9: do you think of Riley Shehan in
1: his first game? Of the solid. Players? Yeah, the whole team, whole, the whole line was pretty solid. They played a real heavy game, played a lot of minutes in the offensive zone. So, exactly what we we're hoping for. Did
2: we did you did we see his
3: full kind of array of skills? Given how few minutes you guys spent on the penalty kill tonight?
1: Uh, no, I think there's. I mean, but it was a good start for him. It's his first game of the you know since coming back from the injury, so it's it's a good start for the line. But uh, you know, there's there's he's a guy that. There's some games that real tight games you're going to rely on them more than than we did tonight. So, you know, it's a good start for him. Three goals in three games for Zach Cassian. What makes him so valuable to that top
5: line?
1: Just go to the net and the puck's finding him there, which is good. You know, and uh, he's uh, he's played well. He's played well. He's really we've got him dialed in. He's doing some things on that line that, you know, other than scoring, that are really help the line. You know, just some some stuff coming back to our zone and stuff like that that he's really bought into. So he's. Uh, you know, he's he's a real solid player on that line up there. Obviously, the two players he's playing with are nice to play with, but Zach's doing his part up there. And it's good to see. But not everybody really gets success when they play with two top-end guys. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. He's he's finding his way up there, so it's good for him.
10: Over you, it. you were saying that the guys are starting to play the way you want want them to play.
8: As a new coach, can you put a timetable on something like
3: that? Or no, you
1: you're just, gonna you're like gonna that. keep building right to the end of the year. I mean, you just you try to build your game every game, you know. And there's little things that we've uh, little things that we've tried to instill. And there's uh, you know now we're just you're into repetition, trying to get them get them doing it as many times as we can to to build our team game. So I thought it was a good team win tonight. Everybody contributed, but. Um, you know, our top guys, the power play going, Neil was obviously very good, but everybody contributed to this win, and that's that's who we want to be. A couple of defensemen,
3: young defensemen on the right side there that are making their way. Have you found them in the first yeah, two and been three? Solid.
1: Games, yeah. They've been solid. Bear was real solid tonight. Uh, Pearson still finding his way a little bit, but uh, when he gets the puck, he's real solid. So, yeah, they they both got a passing grade so far.
3: Oilers head coach Dave Tippett 5-2 win tonight over the New York Islanders. Obviously the first star with four goals, James Neal. Connor McDavid three assists tonight. He's the second star. Leon Draisaitl, two assists. He's the third star. Rob's going to give you the fourth star for White Eagle Homes built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca
4: I'm going to go with Mikko Koskinen. Uh, he's been sitting on the bench waiting for his opportunity. He came in tonight. Didn't have to be spectacular, but he was very, very solid. Gave the Oilers the backstopping that they need and made 25 saves, so he's my four-star.
3: All right, we'll go to Kevin on line four. Hey, Kevin, go ahead. Hey, guys. I mean, not so much with you guys and your program, but the other programs
6: prior to you. I mean, we got to back up the parade a little bit. The schedule's been awesome for the Oilers. Like, you can't get three worse teams to, to start your season out with. So, I mean, let's just take it easy here. If they were playing Calgary, St. Louis, Colorado the first three games, we wouldn't be having this conversation. They barely squeaked the first two games out. Barely. So let's not get all crazy with, you know, they're, they're doing so well. They're doing well against, it's just like the Edmonton Eskimos. They did well in the start of the season with the crappy teams that they played. And then when it came into the real teams, they fell apart. Well, I mean, so the
4: Islanders, the Islanders are a very good hockey club. No, they're not. They, well, they no, they're not. Yeah, the so on paper. Are you telling me they, that the Islanders, Islanders last are year? As had, good the Islanders paper? were the number one team defensively in the NHL last year. We're not they talking were, last were, year. Well, we're talking this year. It's more or less the same team. Yeah, it's the not Calgary the Flames. Flames. You talked about the Calgary Flames. They're losing three-one at home to the LA Kings. Got outshot twenty to three in the first period by the LA Kings. Did the LA Kings not play back to back like well, the, but, the, the, Alabama, the LA Kings played since Saturday. The LA Kings are out shooting Calgary twenty to three.
6: So yeah, I still I still think it, it, the
4: schedule's been very well the, the,
6: suited for them and and oh, sure very, well, it, it has been a
4: good schedule but I, I you're throwing out things that they played terrible teams the Islanders are not a terrible team so you got that I, one I, wrong I, I don't think I don't I think you'll find out when it's an 82 game
6: schedule mm-hmm. and when the 82 games is all said and done that's when you can give accolades out you start giving accolades accolades well, you just gave out, accolades, to, just gave accolades to Calgary or. and
4: St Louis. You just said that, that if Edmonton played those teams, they would have got beat. So you just gave them accolades three games into the season.
8: Well, St. Louis is a Stanley
4: Cup Yeah, but winner. that was last year. We're not talking about last year, you said. Yeah, well, then they got the same team. Well, so did the Islanders, and you just said that didn't oh, yeah, matter. The, the, the Islanders, if you
6: compare the Islanders to St. Louis, I'm sorry. No, you
4: said, you said that we couldn't compare to last year. And I said the Islanders it, were good last year. You said it doesn't matter. That was last year. Good. Good. There's yeah. Good, and there's great. Yeah, but, you, but so, we're talking about good teams. You, you said they were a terrible team. I don't consider the Islanders a good team. They don't have. They don't have. But uh, they were. They players. were great. They were a very good team last
3: year. Number All one right, in the you're NHL. Both done. You're both done. We got a break for the news as the Oilers win five 2 over the New York Islanders, who actually called up their entire team tonight from the St. Vincent School for poorly coordinated boys, and the Oilers only beat them five 2 more of your calls, more post-game reaction. Oilers Hockey presented by World of Spas. You're listening to Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford.
2: 800th game, that's 6th. All-time for the Islanders. Drive by Pullock. Save a Koskinen. Rebound. Wristed wide by Pellet.
3: Miko Koskinen, winning goaltender tonight. That's his save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube keeping you moving 5-2 Edmonton wins over the New York Islanders quick update on the Edmonton trailer out of town scoreboard couple of goals for the Calgary Flames now late in the second period they trail Los Angeles 3-2 all right you can get us at 780-496-0063 we'll go to Randy on line six hey Randy hey how you doing guys good I'm not as far along as the other caller but I'm gonna
6: put the brakes on this just a little bit Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twelve out of thirteen times, I'm an idiot. So I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to get wait till at least April.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but Randy, what 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 have we said that we you've had to put the brakes on? Rob and I have not used the term playoffs, Stanley Cup champion. The the, the
6: caller before you, the caller before you was saying that the Islanders were no crap and all that. Is that's not where I'm at. I'm just saying the others have not shown enough yet. They will. See how the Larson injury happened? No, of,
3: of, of course, but I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I just, they're, they're 3-0. and You can't have a better record at this point in the season, so give them credit. I mean,
4: what's Absolutely. the alternative? The only negative to tonight was
6: that James didn't get the fifth goal for the million dollars for the lady. That was the hardest part of tonight. That's I
4: wonder true. if anyone else out there was hoping that that goal wasn't disallowed that the Islanders scored, so it would have been five three. Exactly. So that maybe the Islanders yeah, would have James pulled Jones their goalie. no the empty netter. I know that there was one young lady who was really Absolutely. hoping that was going to happen. Oh, I was like, Still oh. delighted, but still. How cool would that have been to see them pull their goalie and put James Neal out? Go like the whole city would have went crazy if he would have scored a fifth goal for a million bucks.
3: All right, Randy, we're going to finish the play with you. Just for playing, you get eight days parking at JetSet Parking, best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, JetSetParking.com. Self park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code Jet.
2: To David, right wing, pulling back, centering pass, tries subtle in front. Cassian went off the skate and in. Four-one Edmonton. That's gonna count. First.
3: All right, uh, Randy. How many goals does Cassian have this season? At this
4: point? Yes. Two. No. Do you might want to guess one more time and add one. Oh, was it, talking about tonight's game or the whole season? Whole season. Oh, he has
6: three over the all, whole
3: season. Absolutely, your name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, that's valued at thousand bucks. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun. Fast Track Karting Edmonton. And here is Zach Cassian.
8: It'd be a pretty good
5: feeling the way you want it to start the season. Yeah, it's nice to obviously start off at home and a good start, but it's important to play just as well on the road. And I thought tonight, besides a couple minutes, uh, we played a good, uh, good road game. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, you've talked about how important a good start is for this team, but for you personally, three goals in three games must, must feel pretty nice. Yeah, it's definitely nice when you score goals. Uh, I don't think anyone will ever uh, argue with with that. But I think it has a team. We're just playing well. We're playing fast. Uh, we're we're playing smart hockey. Obviously, when you play at those two, you're going to get your chances offensively. We just talked about. It just maybe tighten it up a little bit uh, defensively. And we did that tonight and were able to capitalize on a nice feed from Leon. And what did you see from Miko's first outing of the season? Yeah, he was good. He's been battling hard in practice. He's been working hard. He was ready to go tonight. Obviously, this is where it all started for him. So he was pretty pumped to, to come back here and it was a huge win. And uh, he, he definitely held us down when when we needed him the most. Does James Neal's just is he just in the zone right now? <laughs> yeah, he's People, like, it's crazy. Uh, he had an off year last year, but it's, it's crazy how the hockey world seems to forget that he scored 20-plus goals, 10 years. It was a 10 years. Um, that doesn't happen by fluke. Obviously, he's a shooter. He's great in the room, great teammate. Uh, we're really happy to have him. What 3-0 do for you guys? Well, you know what? There's still so much hockey left, but, but it... It gives us roots. It gives us roots to grow on. It gives us roots that we can work on as a team and and fix the things we want to fix, but it gives us all roots to have confidence, have confidence in each other, have confidence in our line mates. Everyone's playing uh, valuable minutes. Everyone's doing their job, and it's good to see results early because when everyone buys in like that, normally that's when teams are formed, and that's when you start winning hockey games.
3: Yep. All right, that's Zach Cassian. I like that comment there about, about building roots. And to put this in the context of, of the entire season, I mean, absolutely, there's a lot to come. There are a lot of challenges that are going to spring up. There are a lot of slumps and injuries that are going to have to be worked through. And, you know, some coaches will say, I can't remember, maybe McClellan said, every, every 10 games, it gets tougher. Alex Chason came last year and said, there's a September league. In the preseason, then there's an October league, then there's a January league, then there's a March league, and then there's a there's a playoff league. So a- absolutely, that's that's going to be the test. You know, teams are going to get tape on the Oilers, figure out what they're doing, what Tippett's doing, who's hot and and who's not. All that's all that's going to be part of the journey.
4: It is, and the one caller was correct. The Oilers do have. A fairly good beginning to the season schedule and they have to take advantage of it it's going to get harder uh, there's teams out there that are banged up right now they're going to get healthier uh, so the Oilers have got to bank as many points as they can now. And uh, there's going to be times this season where the others are going to go in slumps. There's going to be times when they struggle. And at those times, we're going to be able to be critical with what's, what we see. That's why it's been a long time since we could have a little fun and smile. The Oilers have gone out and done exactly what they've needed to do. They've gone out and won their first three games. I say enjoy it. Because we haven't seen this kind of fun for a while here in Edmonton, a start like this, uh, where it will lead, we don't know. But right now, the Oilers are doing the right things at the right time. So let's see how far this can last.
3: Five two, they beat the Islanders tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Nick standing by. Go ahead, Nick.
9: Hey boys. Uh, before I get to my points here, real quick, I just want to say it feels good to finally have a good game against the King. Well, not great game, but it was. We won against the Kings, which is a tough thing for us to do for some reason. And then we finally uh, have a nice game in New York on the island there, which is nice. But uh, I just want to say my, my whole call totally changed while I'm on hold. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I love the Oilers. I love the fans. I love the team. But holy cow, let's just be happy with the three games that we have right now. If, it, if we were 0-3, the world would be falling everyone would be saying Oh, uh, james neal if he hasn't scored yet in three games we got to buy him out at the end of the year let's enjoy it i think this team is going to be just fine this year and we have that perfect head coach in dave tippett who he just looks so calm at every point of the game when you see him on the bench that the team is just going to take that and they're going to feed off the way he is even keel and feed off Connor and his energy and Leon, what he's been doing. And this team's just going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And that's all i got to say tonight. I'll let you guys talk. You guys have a great show. I listen every night. So uh, keep it up, and uh, let's keep this uh, road trip here going and uh, win in New Jersey on Thursday. Thanks, Thank,
3: guys. Thanks a lot, Nick. We appreciate it. Got a text here. Uh, Doug in Bruderheim says, hey, guys, can you comment on the Ken Holland Europeans? So he's talking about Nygaard. Haas
4: and Pearson? Um, I, I thought you noticed Haas and Nygaard probably a little bit more in the last home game, but tonight, what Dave Tippett talked about at the beginning of the season with his third and fourth lines, or his two third lines, he wanted one that was big and strong, and he wanted one that was fast. Tonight, Grandland... Haas and Nygaard played together, and you saw their speed at times. I thought Nygaard had a good game created with his speed. Haas uh, was in on the forecheck trying to create havoc. There was twice in the second period where the third line and the fourth line came out back-to-back. And the Islanders never got the puck out of their own zone. The third line was out. They changed while the puck was still in the zone. And the fourth line came out and kept it in there. That's what the Oilers have missed so much in the last couple of years. Consistency out of their bottom six forwards. Right now, it's working. Now, again, it's still early in the season. Uh, we're going to see some other players coming back in the lineup like an Archibald, like a Chase On. But I think so far, uh, Nygaard and Hawes have improved each game that we've seen them play, and that's what you would hope and what you would expect as they get acclimated to the North American rinks.
3: That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. I like uh, this text from this individual. He says, everybody knows we shouldn't plan a parade yet, but if you don't celebrate the wins, what are you supposed to celebrate?
4: Uh, absolutely. I say
3: about winning, It beats the alternative, whether it was a perfect game or not. We have Tony on line one. Go ahead, Tony.
0: Okay, um, I got one question. Can I make one statement and then I have a a question for Rob? uh, Rob?
3: Of course you can, Tony.
0: Okay, so I understand the fact that, you know, everybody's, you know, saying, oh, you know, don't get hyped about the Oilers. But this is the first time I've actually ever seen, in the the sense, even though we made the playoffs in 2016, we are, like, we have a good goaltender, we have two good goaltenders. We had a goaltender who not only did he battle through adversity on Saturday night, but he stayed in and we still won. We have a guy. We have we have goal scorers other than James Neal, well, other than McDavid and Drysdale and Nuge who are scoring. Example: a Nygaard and a Neal. So yeah, you know what? It's not like it maybe too early, but you know what? That's the Oilers are winning. Who cares? Um, the question I had for Rob was, what do you notice? About the Oilers penalty kill and the power play that has changed from this year to the previous years.
4: Um, I think their aggressiveness. I, I, I if you see, there's been a couple uh, that I've seen on Sportsnet where they kind of iso cam and they show uh, a video and a picture, and they'll have f- all four Oilers penalty killers in the camera. They'll show all four of them all within six feet of the puck. And that's because they're very aggressive now. As soon as they see someone turn a little bit, a puck bobble, they're attacking. They're not giving teams time to, to set up. And the other big one is something that has really plagued the Oilers the last couple of years. You're not seeing the teams being able to go cross box, where they're going from one board to cross the middle of the ice to the other guy, which is almost impossible for a goalie to get across to. And we saw that so many times in the past. I don't recall yet this year seeing one of those pucks goes through the box for a goal-scoring chance. So their aggressiveness and the fact that they're collapsing down and not allowing for the puck to go through the box, I think those are the two biggest things.
3: All right, the Oilers win at 5-2. We'll take a timeout. Time for a couple more of your calls.
4: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending,
3: James Neal scores four times. Zach Cassian gets the other one. Oilers beat the New York Islanders 5-2. Beauvillier and Martin scoring for the Islanders. Miko Koskinen, the winning goaltender, with 25 saves. Oilers are 3-0 for the first time since 08-09. James Neal's shooting percentage this season, 42.9. Speaking of things that won't last, (laughs) but it's a good little burst, absolutely. We'll go to Cameron. Go ahead, Cameron.
10: Yeah, good day, uh, Reed and Rob. It's uh, Cameron here. I'm calling from um, all the way down in New Zealand. Oh, cool. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I lived in Edmonton for three years and um, yeah, just uh, gave up rugby and started loving ice hockey. So um, I, I tune into every game I can. And um, I'm actually uh, on my way home to see if I can watch the replay at the moment.
4: <laughs> oh, you, you picked a good night to go watch the replay because it's going to be a fun one.
10: Oh, yeah, good one. Hey, um, I just wanted a bit of a question for you guys um, around the personality in the dressing room, uh, particularly, you know, Mike Smith and um, and Neil with their sort of hard-nosed uh, approach to uh, to the game in the locker room and, and um, potentially, like, the galvanising force that they are in, in the dressing room. Add, add to that with, uh, with Tippett. Um, just, yeah, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on, on their... Uh, their uh, dressing room attitude and what what that might do for the team,
3: you think? Yeah, appreciate that, Cameron. Well, I mean, everybody's personality's good when you're when you're three and zero. I I mean, it's 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 always tough for Robin I, to comment because we're not around the players when it's just them together. I can ju- I can talk a little bit about Mike Smith's reputation, and he even said it in that clip because I asked him on Sunday about what Gresky said about him and. You know, he said he's, I can't remember the word he used, but he's hes an outgoing vocal type guy. He said he's hes going to be vocal. There's been some, they've done some shootout uh, drills in practice, and I've noticed Mike Smith isn't afraid to yell out a quip if he makes a save on a guy. And actually Nude scored on him on a shootout goal the other day, and he yelled out him, guess you're pretty good or something. like So, I mean, but you've made the comment, Rob, if personalities work in a dressing room, you just kind of got to be yourself and earn trust. Like The quiet guys, if they try to be the vocal guys, it's going to come across as phony. And if the vocal guys all of a sudden clam up, something's going to seem wrong.
4: No, again, I, I agree. I, I'm not in the room. I don't see what they're like in the room. But if you're watching from the outside, uh, seeing them on the bench in in games their star players are quieter you know connor mcdavid is a quieter type player uh, leon's more reserved clefbaum it seems like a quiet team but then you see an, ad- at an addition of a smith the way he plays he plays loud everything about him is That's loud uh, and then you look at neil neil again he's a, he's a brash player he gets in people's faces. He's always talking. Those type of personalities, they're big personalities. And sometimes you need that in a dressing room to bring the other guys out. And, it for, and then it allows the other guys to be them. So as you say, you don't force someone to talk when they're not a talker. You don't force someone to be the, the class clown when that's not the kind of person he is. So uh, dressing room is huge. The best teams, the teams that win, if you ever ask, talk to them afterwards, years later, they talk about how close they were as a team, how much fun they had as a team. And I think that that's what you want to have in addressing of a team that enjoys coming, practicing, playing, going on road trips, everything together, because that will translate into better play on the ice.
3: All right, we'll go to Greg as the Oilers win 5-2. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Quick question for you uh, before
8: I get into what I want to say. When's Cassian's contract up?
3: after this year Tippett Tippett made a couple great points in this summer that or over the summer that Cassian should be th- thrilled about his opportunity this season
8: oh yeah we're gonna uh, he's gonna go seven by seven so um anyway um so the one thing I wanted to bring up tonight is um I know they're playing good and but their power play's been on fire um I'm you know it's good to see Koskino only one uh glove side goal tonight which he had no chance on so that's a nice improvement but uh anyway they're five on five scoring um in their bottom six they like last year death scoring was an issue um and so far i'm not sure the numbers i haven't really crunched them yet i just got home actually so um they five on five scoring in their bottom six are they actually producing or or, or not, or they it just the top guys in the power
3: play? Yeah, it's mostly been the big
4: guys. I mean, Nygaard scored. I think they've got one goal out of their bottom six in yeah. three games and it was on a four-on-four four play. They you know,
3: scored to get a goal from the defense. Nope. Yeah. Uh,
4: you're right, Greg. It's it's not there. The one difference you see is they're creating chances. They're creating momentum. They're going forward. Now, eventually you've got to put the puck in the net, but what we saw in the last year, not only were they not scoring last year, they were getting beat night in, night out. They were spending time in their own zone. The Oilers would lose momentum when their third and fourth lines came on the ice to the point where there was times... I remember one game at the end of the year last year that Leon and and Connor, in a game that they were losing, played something like six of the last seven minutes of the game because they just had no one else that could put on the ice. So the third and fourth lines are eventually going to have to produce a little bit more than they're producing, but right now they're going in the right direction because they're creating chances, they're making plays, they're keeping plays in the offensive zone, so it's baby steps. But you're absolutely right. If you want to be a playoff team, you need contributions from everyone because there's going to be slow nights or dry nights from your top six, and that's when your third and fourth lines have to win you a hockey game. And
3: Tippert referenced it again since the start of the season. He said it twice over the summer. He said it again since the start of the year, or maybe right before the year. Game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Both St. Louis and Boston started their fourth line. So he did start the Cheyenne line today. But yeah, to be the very good or great teams have three, if not four, lines that can, can chip in. Well, tonight- like, at least these these the lines the weather's at tonight. The bottom line's checked, well, which is important.
4: The, the Islanders' goal tonight, Matt Martin on the fourth line. He scored for the Islanders. Yeah.
3: All right, we're going to uh, quickly get Robert here in. Robert, go ahead.
4: Hey, guys, long time, first time, love your
8: show, Rob. I especially love the old Pittsburgh story, so keep them coming, okay?
4: Thank you very much
8: um now i'm an old guy and a little slow so please be patient with me but i just wanted to check on all those people who want to cancel the parade if you win a game in march it's worth two points right
3: that's correct sir
8: and if you win a game in october it's worth how much
4: it's worth two points sir Uh (laughs) uh-huh very good point sir i'm young but i'm slow as well so i appreciate you slowing her down for me there
8: (laughs) yeah thanks for the explanation i wasn't sure all those other people understood the rules (laughs) all right appreciate
3: it robert thanks for calling good good night all right well now we're going to see if he can do it because we're really tight to the clock he says he has a quick comment scott in boston you literally have 40 seconds i won't cut you off until that time go ahead
6: thank you sir we're down to 39 seconds. And Rob, I'm going to hit you with a trivia. We're going to get it all done. I love that last caller. He's absolutely right. All these, I've been listening the whole time. This reminds me of when I played high school hockey. We were 4 0. They go, Well, you didn't beat anybody. They all stink. I go, Well, all you can do is beat the teams ahead of you. That's all you can do. So right now, I don't want to hear any dissenting opinions on Edmonton until they lose a game versus a good team. All right? I can't believe they're in New York and not coming to Boston until January 3rd. I'm going to the game. I can't wait. Trivia, quick. We're down to about 20 seconds, Rob. Can can you do it quick
3: no, i can do it We're down to five seconds go <clears throat> name the
6: ref. name the ref. new jersey coach sean feld said eat another donut what was the referee he said that to nice bingo love you guys Later. up
3: that is scott in boston bringing it tonight well the oilers brought it james neal leading the way with four goals they beat the new york islanders 5-2 you can get more on 630 ched.com big thanks to our studio producer tonight kellen kennedy Next game broadcast is Thursday, three thirty in the afternoon for the face-off show. Game at five, as the Oilers will take on the New Jersey Devils. We've been in the world of spas, broadcast center, overtime, open line, presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.
1: Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.